Good morning, Matt. Yo, yo. How's it going? Not too bad. I'm, uh, got seven and a half hours sleep. That's like a new record. I Let me see. I got about seven, which is, uh, I, I don't want to call it a record, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I went to bed at 10 last night. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it is uh, earlier for you whenever we do these. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I, I I went to bed two hours later. Uh, like it like at midnight. my <laughs> at my midnight or at your midnight. Oh, uh, I guess I went to bed an hour earlier. Yeah. <laughs> in 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 temporal <laughs> normal time. Yes, in actual. Uh, what is there a word for it? Temporal time? Is that... I, I don't know. We, we we need like the the proper standardized Star Trek time or something. Yeah, really. Star dates. The yeah. What is it? Uh, the meridian time or whatever. You're you're already more ahead of the game than me. I'm on board <laughs> with that word. Sure. Well, that, what is it? The Greenwich. Yeah, there's the Greenwich Meridian, which yeah. is the, the the base for Earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess technically the international dateline is the the base, isn't it? Well, I mean, so the the dateline's a dateline, but then the time zone is the zone that's adjacent every, to it. I think every everyone does like plus and zero yeah, from yeah. the language, but it seems uh, like it make more sense to just add from the international date. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I just noticed uh, uh, Wikipedia uses that, and I was like, okay, that's you know, for once, one site that's not just like whatever San Francisco time or something. I re- I remember reading. I'm. Oh, I'm looking it up. I can't remember which state it is. I, I watched something one time explaining like how many different times there are or mm-hmm. time zones. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Arizona, so Arizona for all the people who are uh, geographically inclined towards America uh, and, and know where that is. There's a place called Arizona for those who don't. Um, hey, they helped take down Trump. I think they're uh, somewhat globally known now. Okay. Okay. Uh, they've got two time zones, um, and it's it's not as straightforward as you might assume. Uh, where you know you travel just from one into the other, it's like um, city based or something. Yeah. There's there's like so um, the majority of the state doesn't use daylight savings, but then uh. a small portion of it does. So you have like. You can be driving from New Mexico uh, in a in a line west, and then you'll you'll have the same time zone as New Mexico, and then it changes, and then it changes again, and then it changes again, and then it changes again, and then it changes again. <laughs> I just looked up the map. <laughs> yeah, <It's>, yeah, uh... <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> it's it's two time zones, but it's like this weird little bullseye type pattern. <laughs> it's funny when you talk to a lot of people from different countries. I mean, the majority of countries fit into a time zone, right? And so, like, if you're from the U.S. or Canada, one of the things that people kind of marvel at a little sometimes is, like, your country spans so many time zones, right? Like, that's yeah. actually quite uncommon, yeah. um, especially Canada uh, with the with the um, Atlantic yeah, and Newfoundland time. So that's, like, what, <laughs> six time zones? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're pretty straightforward about it, but yeah, it it even in Canada, it's I don't know for some reason uh, Saskatchewan I think doesn't use daylight savings, so uh, we've got family over there, so whenever we're contacting them, it's either like a two hour or one hour time difference. Yeah, that's really weird. I, I, I don't know. 
daylight times uh, was it daylight savings time is mm-hmm. just a weird concept to me to begin with yeah. i guess i yeah. mean I, I get it uh, but you're changing the time for that <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of weird to me <laughs> um, instead of changing i don't know habits or like just seasonally like i don't know it's just kind of weird but i mean yeah. i always i find it interesting that like say china is one time zone but it's this yeah. it's this rather wide country yeah. looking east to west <laughs> so i mean this hour is at 9 a.m yeah yeah that could be like pitch black or not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean i assume uh yeah that would be uh that'd be better I, I i feel like that would make sense for everyone to just have the same clock but i guess that's exactly how it would happen and some people would be like crying that they have to wake up when it's dark and I don't know. It's easier to just be like us and just almost never sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty Problem much. solved. Pretty much. Well, like I said, I went to bed at 10, which, yeah. so I, uh, I have a kind of a bad caffeine addiction, I guess, even though it's like, I don't know, it like messes up my stomach. And, and so mm-hmm. like my, my, uh, I've been trying to cut caffeine for a long time, but cut mm-hmm. caffeine just means like one or two coffees every day. And I don't know. I think even that is enough to just like, wreck my sleep patterns so i went completely hmm. caffeine free yesterday which should be no big deal for anybody like who cares but i mean wow uh by 10 i was just exhausted and just went to bed it was awesome um, well i mean that's that's the thing with coffee addictions right like most people are like oh i need my coffee i'm not awake in the morning but like isn't that because they're addicted to caffeine and they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like probably. like like I, I work in games right now i don't think it's as bad in games but in film like everyone was always on my case because i don't drink coffee and they're like how do you how do you function man how do you stay awake and it's just like i don't i don't know i I just just do (laughs) and it's like that whole uh feeling like you need your coffee is because you have it in the first place yeah yeah i know yeah um it's like uh and like anything right cigarettes any sort of yeah um, addiction but yeah i didn't drink coffee for years years and years and years i probably didn't start till i was like 30 mm-hmm. and it's so weird like i don't even i think yeah i think i joined a company and they had a coffee machine and it was like a thing to go to the coffee room and get a coffee and mm-hmm. like chat with your coworkers. and so you would miss a lot if you kind of didn't do that it's mm-hmm. just one of those things right and so like you know i mean i think someone uh like if i if i had actively wanted to resist drinking coffee i could have but it was kind of just like well it's there it's mm-hmm. gross i'm just gonna pour so much milk into it i can ha- handle it but you know whatever and then that's it it's like your your entry point i guess i i think that's part of the charm of the places i worked is that we had um i'm i'm going to assume the coffee was just trash from the machine or maybe it was just that like most of the workers that i was uh, interacting with were uh, European so that they were more used to like espresso based drinks and stuff instead of the drip coffee. Uh-huh. Um, so nobody ever wanted to use the, the coffee machines at work. They all wanted to walk out to a, the, the local cafe. So even though I didn't drink coffee, I would go for the walk and have the conversation there and just not order anything and have the conversation on the way back. So I never felt like I was missing out by not spending money. Yeah. That's, uh, Hang on, (laughs) hang on. I've got uh, an interruption coming in here. Okay. Two hours later. Sorry, that's that's the life of having a munchkin around. Offspring. (laughs) Yep. See, this is this is part of my strategy of getting up early to do these. Is uh, it's like the only time that there aren't kids screaming all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's. It's kind of nice because it's a forcing function to get me up, and then it's like 
peace and quiet. Wow. <laughs> there's a, there's a noticeable difference in your energy level. So, you know, uh, when, when we do it later in the day, I, I, I don't need to speed up our uh, podcast afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel it too. <laughs> this is like waking me up probably by the end of the podcast. I'm at a stage where I should be actually able to do a podcast. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do, do, do you miss the coffee machines at work? You know, I mean, I work for, so the company I work for has uh, well-stocked mini kitchens, um, somewhat famously so. And so uh, more so that than the coffee, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about this recently, actually. Um, I save so much time not commuting. Yeah. That like, I mean, I, I, I it was kind of a thing before the pandemic that there was like starting to be more and more um, re uh, remote work options for tech workers. Mm -hmm. And you would see these postings online. It's like um, job postings for remote only companies. And then anyone who was specifically interested in that would of course go and like, you know, get excited about that. But of course, amongst the big tech companies, it was not a thing, right? Like people would maybe superstar employees would negotiate one-off kind of, you know, deals with companies to be able to work mm -hmm. remotely, excuse me, here and there. But like for the average employee, that wasn't really generally an option. Mm -hmm. And so like people would always get excited when they, you know, see these posts come up and they, they like list out companies that were doing this. Um, and so uh, when the pandemic started and we all kind of got forced into, into this situation, I don't know, it's the first time, like I hadn't really considered remote work just because the option wasn't open to me. But now that mm -hmm. uh, we're all forced to do it and I've gotten used to it, um, I guess like I've, I like now we're talking about going back to the office. And so we have to make the call if we want to be remote or not. Right. And this mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking about. It's like, ah, do I miss that? Do I miss, do I miss like the work environment? What is mm -hmm. it? I think I'm giving away a, a super serious answer here. I think, um, the time savings from not commuting is so significant that it, like overrules everything else for me, honestly. It, it makes up for not having the good, uh, office coffee. <laughs> no coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm totally honest, I would love to like go in once a week. Yeah, you can get your office coffee, get your uh, camaraderie, you know, all that, yeah. and then uh, be remote yeah. the rest of the time. Get, and it's funny, get your, uh, get yeah, your Smash Bros. Gaming in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you call it. Just line the day up with whoever else you need to be there, right? If they're doing yeah. the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because you can you you have this option to be remote even though you're not really remote, right? Like mm -hmm. you live basically commuting distance to the office. Yeah. you're a remote employee yeah um and it's basically just like if you ever need to go in presumably you could right like you know there's some emergency all hands on deck or something i don't know like you're you're just in commuting distance but mm -hmm. just in, as a daily thing you just don't go in um and i don't know what's your door-to-door -door? like for me i don't know i include everything i need to do to get to work so like you wake up you you maybe get dressed like i i, <laughs> I don't need to do that anymore right yeah <laughs> like all, all those little things and then yeah. uh you you obviously have the commute and so forth. Like my commute, I, I used to live really far away, but I live fairly close now. Yeah. And the commute itself might be, you know, 25 minutes, but all the little time around it, it just, yeah. it, no matter what, it comes up to like an hour, right? And yeah. then you include the half hour coming back. And so like that very, very valuable extra hour of the day is not worth it for coffee. Mm -hmm. and, and since I'm trying to cut coffee, it's almost like an easy way to cut uh, uh, some... Um, I. I'm kind of lying here. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe, maybe you're going to go through this effort of quitting and then uh, the office phase is going to 
kick back in and you're going to be right back to square one where you, you feel like you need the office coffee again. We'll see, unless I go remote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's. I mean, I'm definitely feeling that. It's been interesting for me conceptually because um, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I never really considered remote work. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've moved from Toronto to Australia to Vancouver to like San Francisco and Glasgow and back into Montreal. And it's like, I don't think it ever even occurred to me for any of those positions to ask to work remotely. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just a given, like, of, of course I need to be in the office. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe the difference is now that I'm in games, it feels more doable when I was in film. Um, it's, you know, every every profession is going to have their niche reasons. Like, you know, if, if you're working at Shoppers Drug Mart, it's a, a little bit more difficult to work remotely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to an extent that felt true with film too. Uh, we've got these massive render farms at every facility that uh, that do, for, for me, in visual effects simulations or uh, mm-hmm. for everyone else, the, the final rendered images that get played back when you're watching the film. And, and just the sheer amount of data that you have to send back and forth between your computer and mm, these, like it yeah. really, really helps to be directly wired into that as opposed to like having to rely on the speed of light and your internet connectivity to, to send it across the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it becomes an issue of like, you know, if every frame of animation you're rendering takes, let's 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 be nice here and say only five minutes to render mm-hmm. like you've you've got a choice if you're doing a hundred times that at home on your personal computer or sending it to a machine and, and letting that all take care of it and then downloading the jpegs to, or whatever to, to view it afterwards and mm-hmm. it and it never felt like a reasonable option i i i think i ha- i haven't experienced what exactly these facilities are doing now because I, I got out of film but the impression that i have is everyone's now working remotely by like remote desktop accessing their machines at work i so figured you would yeah or do it like some sort of server based uh, i mean i can't workflow. i feel like to an extent that would work with visual effects but i feel like for someone who's doing character animation it would just be so incredibly obnoxiously frustrating to to be working with like a 200 millisecond delay from when you like move your mouse and like you're posing a character into a pose like i would i feel like you would constantly be like overshooting the pose that you're trying to put the character into and having to correct i don't know how much of the software i don't know like we, we have like basically options where it's like uh all the software is it's not remote desktop it's like local mm-hmm. but then it's accessing like data on a server directly um yeah. which i mean there's still of course you know the little delays but like like what you like the i think it would account for that kind of thing it's just like the actual updating on the back end of like what the, what data is doing what would be delayed mm-hmm. there's probably some solution because like you say i think for that kind of sensitive work <laughs> yeah there's just no way that people are doing that yeah because, I mean, there's a big difference between, like, typing some code and seeing it come in and, I don't know, maybe noticing you've got a typo and having to go back and correct it or something versus, like, trying to do artwork, I think. Like, I, I don't know when the last time was you, you painted something in Photoshop, but when there's, like, a big delay between when you press the button and a line appears, it's, like, for me, it makes it feel impossible to work. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If there's no delay, because it's all local, and it's just yeah. like the, the the render farm is necessary for to like crunch the data. I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know. I I pity anyone that <laughs> is is like has their workflow ruined by this. Oh yeah, it's it's weird because I'm I'm seeing all the people at at the different film facilities doing that. So so obviously they're accounting for that workflow somehow. Um, mm-hmm. And and like you said, it's it's weird to be in this position where we're now remote workers, but working locally. <laughs> like like yeah. I live three kilometers from my current office, right? So mm-hmm. I've had to go in once during the pandemic. Um, Was that to pick stuff up or to like spend a day? No, I had to something. pick stuff up. So, I mean, one thing that is weird, uh, I mean, every facility is going to be different. I never questioned whether we should be doing it differently or not because we're at an indie facility. Um, mm-hmm. But I I opted to just use my own personal computer for work. Uh, so it was at the company? No, it's it's here at home. Um, like I had a machine at work, but then I used my own personal oh, I machine see. I, see, I see, I see. And, and at one point during this pandemic, um, my video card... Uh, kicked the bucket so they'll get the work so i had to i had to borrow a video card from work yeah because you can't like buy them anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's like i either wait (laughs) an unknown period of time before i can even possibly order one man (laughs) uh so so yeah that was the one time i've I've gone into the office and yeah it's you're right like just the the amount of time that you save you know not uh, getting dressed and not showering and all that stuff every single time you have to leave the house is uh, it makes a difference. Um, it's for, difference yeah. for, for me, it's like a half hour walk, mm-hmm. um, which it has it's it's been a, a double edged sword, I guess. I was just about to say, I almost think that would be pleasant. Like not, my commute has never been a walk; uh, it's always yeah. been like a you know a short bus or something. But it's not like uh, it's not been something that. I could ever use for exercise except for like yeah. uh, university days, I guess. But yeah, since, uh, since getting a job, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> so I for mean, you, that's gotta be a kick in the exercise. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal cause it's been pretty much my exercise routine has been removed and, and I haven't, mm-hmm. uh, replaced it with a different <laughs> exercise routine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I mean, I haven't weighed myself in a little while, but the last time I weighed myself, I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Okay. Um, so you know, I've I've either surpassed that or or I'm not much below it, um, and that's that's not that's not good. I got I got to do something about that. Like that's 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 the biggest uh, drawback from not being in the offices. Mm-hmm. I don't walk six kilometers a day. Yeah, co. I, I guess that's like a common COVID story. I found when the pandemic started, that kind of happened to me a little bit. Um, like we, I mean, we're still careful, but like it, we we were like super careful at first. Um, mm-hmm. Like we would, we would not go to grocery stores. We would order only off of the Amazon grocery thing. Uh, what's it mm-hmm. called? Amazon. What's it called? I don't the know. Fresh. Primal I think. Eats. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. <laughs> Amazon Fresh. And then when the food came, we would like disinfect every package, like just like crazy. So anyway, um, that affected my buying habits because certain foods. I don't know. You buy like a bag of spinach, and the bag is hard to clean. Like it's a pain in the ass, right? And so I kept buying yeah. uh, uh, pop tarts. <laughs> Because <laughs> the box would go, and I would carefully open it, dump out the 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 packaged pop tarts inside, and throw the box out, or like recycle the box. They're done, right? Like no wiping, 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 and so it, right. it, like eating well became an enormous time burden. <laughs> yeah. So I was like living off pop tarts for like a month and a half, and it was just 
yeah I, i'm i'm glad i kicked that habit <clears throat> i wonder i wonder if that's like a trend for the company if they've noticed like an uptick in pop tart sales or something <laughs> I, just from me maybe like I, man pop tarts I, I was having like four or five a day um or more four or five packages i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> that's that's what i did in college i, I see, i've I, never done that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i i was uh i was pretty poor in college so i and i guess it was largely the like i didn't have a vehicle the grocery store there was a, a tiny tiny grocery store right at the bottom of where i lived so i could go to that for some necessities but if i wanted affordable prices which was kind of important to me being mm -hmm. poor uh, yeah. i had to go to the grocery store and there was a free bus that would leave from the from the, the college that would take us there um, but you know the amount of time it takes you to go there and come back it's like i i, I didn't want to get fresh produce and and meats and yeah. stuff I, I would stock up on like family size boxes of pop tarts and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep that sucks that sucks <laughs> i'm pretty sure my skin was turning gray at one point in college <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember eating terribly in college i think i actually ate okay i would eat boring foods like like whole grain bread with just like a whole bunch of like alfalfa yeah and it, and it was like like people would look at me like you're not even gonna put meat or, or mayonnaise or something but like it was reasonably cheap and reasonably okay healthy you know what i mean like as yeah. long as i stuck to pure ingredients so i don't know i i managed that somehow it's kind of like i don't know afterwards i guess like in when your job is kind of busy and you just don't have time to think about stuff it's easy to say you don't have time you don't have willpower i guess to like yeah. put extra effort into thinking about stuff it's just easy to grab the pop tarts grab the coffee yeah. you're done yeah exactly um yeah it's uh i can't at all remember what my train of thought was mm, pandemics suck yeah it, it was it so i mean going back to the remote working thing like that's mm. that's something that i found interesting um because uh so coincidentally just before the pandemic was starting i was considered changing considering changing my job right mm -hmm. um so I, I found a company in another country that was uh, interested in hiring me. Uh, and so as part of the interview process, I booked some uh, vacation time off mm -hmm. in, during Quebec's March break mm -hmm. uh, and uh, hopped on an airplane. Uh, and at the, at the time, people were like, hmm, you know, is the airplane uh, a good idea? Like there's, 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 it, it sounds like there's this sickness that's starting to spread everywhere. Maybe, maybe you should be careful. I might've been one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I was, I was in this other country for a week and as I was in that other country, Google like released, a, 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 or maybe not Google themselves, but someone released a map on a layer on Google that shows where the pandemic was spreading. Mm -hmm. And it went from like not being anywhere to like, that country was like just a wash of red. <laughs> uh, and and it, it was, it was pretty weird being there at the time. Cause um, like nobody was, nobody there was taking it seriously. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're all just like, Oh man, I wonder when this is going to go away. Um, I, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope nobody brings it into the office. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I flew back and the next day, the border was closed. <laughs> wow, man. So if you so, flown back later, what would have happened? Uh, you have citizenship of that country. Maybe you could have gotten in, but 
Well, yeah, I mean, it it wasn't the border for Canada oh. was closed. It was it was closed at the other place. So I, ah. I I might have been able to leave, but I can't remember if the airplanes were still flying or if they just like shut down the airport or or what. But it, right. I mean, it's it's a it's definitely a weird situation. So then I think I came back. Like this was still early March, and um, and I think it was like canada still wasn't taking it overly serious i think i think it was like the following week they announced that like if you've been traveling you should stay home for a few days and see how it goes Mm -hmm. and then it was like a couple days after that they're like okay now our borders are closed and nobody's allowed to go into their offices yeah (laughs) i actually schools are closing (laughs) get ready to have your entire life upended yeah um it was in i i was I guess I was more of the serious party and it impressed me how many countries were just la da about it. Yeah. Um, and I get like, you know, it's easy for me to sit at home and be like, Oh man, we should be more careful. Whereas like a country has like a, a government has to worry about its, um, you know, economy and not overstepping its, it's, uh, whatever, um, like over, overzealous execution of its power or whatever. Right. But, um, I don't know, like it just felt like the country just kind of waited until the pandemic exploded and it's like, okay, well, now we're screwed, so let's close everything. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I don't know. It's the first big pandemic, I guess, certainly in our lifetime. And so I think it's yeah. like it's going to be a guiding thing for like if there's ever, uh, presumably there will be future, you know, whatever instances of pandemics and such. So yeah, uh, hopefully they'll act faster. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it was it, it was weird for me being at the airport at that time because it was. I like, bet it was. <laughs> everyone, most people were still very blasé about it all, and it's mm-hmm. like I, I remember seeing like. I remember some people advising me ahead of time. They're like, you should wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And, and there was like a lot of, I don't know, misinformation or like I, up until that point, North America was basically like, you're wearing a medical mask. That is stupid. <laughs> like you are dumb. If you do this, why would you do that? It's, it, it doesn't even protect you. It, it only protects other people when you're the one who's sick. So, yeah. <laughs> so I went to the airport and you know, there was maybe three or four people in in the montreal airport which is a fairly big one uh, mm-hmm. wearing a mask and i remember th- thinking oh man i wonder i wonder if they are sick yeah 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 um <laughs> and then <laughs> followed by a year and a half of wearing a mask every single time i go outside <laughs> you remind me um uh obviously family has asian roots uh or yeah. now my extended family does and so like the mask thing was like you know we were doing it before it was cool but anyway yeah, uh, yeah. That, um, i mean that used to be maybe that's what you're getting at that used to be a thing that like asian people had got a hard time if they yeah, were wearing no, a mask <laughs> well we uh what we used to do like if so i get sick a lot i haven't i haven't actually been sick very much recently i guess when you never go outside anymore because of the pandemic yeah right um but i would always be getting sick and we had like a one-year-old and a three-year-old and if it spread to them, it was just hell at home to have mm-hmm. two sick kids that are tiny and screaming all night. Mm-hmm. And so at home, actually, I would if I was sick, I would put the mask on unless I'm like hiding in my room or something so that they wouldn't get sick or it would be less likely they'd get sick, hopefully. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I just kind of forget about it and go outside <laughs> <laughs> and people would be like what like this guy stepped out of a biohazard unit or something like <laughs> people would be like literally they'd come up to like people have gone to me like excuse me homeowners association <laughs> yeah they're like why are you wearing a mask like what's going on right like like i don't know like i think that the insinuation was like if you're sick get the hell out of here right or something yeah, yeah. um 
but now it's yeah like you say it's funny that it's i mean here we are right yeah um yeah it, it was weird when the pandemic started um because i remember uh we had just gotten in a car accident and mm-hmm. so i was kind of like and like there was news about this new thing spreading and oh blah 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 and it's in china now and whatever and um we we were kind of like at home recovering and uh i don't know i've i have kind of a weird medical medical history where it's like Mm -hmm. uh i don't have like some solid diagnosis but there's all this like thoughts that i might be immunocompromised and blah 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 blah. and so i can't like like if i need something specifically for immunocompromised people i don't really have any proof of that but then Mm -hmm. like i generally just follow guidance as though that's the case so when the cdc or someone says oh if you're immunocompromised you should go do this or be careful of this so when the pandemic started I was, that's kind of why I was like super scared all the time. I was like, oh man, I have to be super careful. And so our company started by giving us the option. Like if if you're especially worried about this, you Mm -hmm. can work from home. (laughs) And so I actually took that option. So I've probably been working from home maybe a week longer than everyone else before Mm -hmm. it got forced. The other thing that happened is, uh, I think it was just before the car accident. Yeah, I was, um, I had a, I was in London for a business trip. And someone in the office had COVID. And so we, the, they sent out like the notification saying you were in the same office, blah, 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 blah. And it's just weird now because like, of course, an office of several hundreds of people just going in and out every day normally. <laughs> like, yeah, there's going to be significant COVID presence there. But at the time it was like, you know, you were in a giant building and someone there had COVID. Warning, warning, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird too because like I've worked in places that didn't, I'll give paid sick days mm-hmm. and and i'm one of those vindictive people i guess where uh if i get sick and i'm not gonna get paid to take time off i'm basically gonna say f you and i'm gonna show up to work and uh, almost hope to spread my illness and, and just bring the company to a halt um, sacrifice the workers <laughs> yeah it's 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 like hit you where you're uh hit, hit you where it hurts in the, in the pocketbook i don't remember the the more elegant phrasing uh, sure but, uh, but yeah it's it's like i imagine i'm not the only person in the world that has an attitude like that i imagine that like if you continue to allow workers into an office during a pandemic like it's it's gonna spread mm-hmm. which we saw yeah yeah yep the, it, what's what's funny is there's a now we're at the point where like uh it's contentious i guess uh, for some people whether or not they should be forced to have a vaccine Um, i was just about to say it's crazy how political um this whole pandemic has been and you can see the contrast in like say asia where i mean of course there's exceptions and there's people who have whatever opinion everywhere but like generally society's kind of galvanized behind the effort don't really question experts (laughs) needlessly or whatever right and like i don't know here people almost start from that. Yeah. Like let's start by questioning everything, which skepticism in general is good. I just, I don't know some of the, some of the almost like needless, like skepticism for the sake of skepticism. Like I just want to be that person that's saying, nah, nah, I don't think so Yeah. W- without actually looking at any facts or anything. I don't know. It's wow. just been a really weird period experiencing a lot of that. Well, you know, to, to be fair, I think it was like grade 12, uh, my global history class uh, is, is, probably the first time a teacher introduced the topic to me of figuring out whether or not the sources for your research are credible Mm -hmm. um 
and I, I feel like there's a pretty good chance that a lot of people made it through high school and never had that conversation with a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, I guess, you know, even a topic such as that, that seems pretty common sense. It, it, it's understandable that if nobody does ever talk to you about, you know, make sure you're, you're, the sources of your news are credible. It, it's easy to just buy into whatever attitude you're biased towards in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like this, this information that I was getting about like, oh yeah, you don't need to wear a mask. Like that's, that was total just like, I didn't research whether or not to believe that. I just bought into it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's definitely weird though. Like, um, there's there's people we've got we've got a vaccine passport now in Canada. Mm-hmm. I, well, I say Canada. We we have it in Quebec. I don't know about the other provinces. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's like you you can't go you can't eat in at a restaurant or you can't go to. Uh, I don't need like a gym or something now, unless you can prove that you've been vaccinated. And mm-hmm. this is just such a, a thing for some people that they are, they're so offended that they have yep. to inject themselves with microchips. Um, <laughs> just to, just to go to the gym. Yeah. Freedom, man. It's a, so the, I, I know that there was at least one business who uh, they make canoes in Ontario and they uh, put a job posting that they'll, they will only hire people who are unvaccinated. <laughs> speaking I, of galvanizing I, behind the effort I'm, I'm curious how one proves that they haven't been vaccinated <laughs> like do they, do they just write on a sheet of paper not vaccinated <laughs> you could secretly be vaccinated and go to this company yeah. and like be a mole for the for the other yeah. side <laughs> well i would make some joke about how this is america and that would never fly and freedom freedom but 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 they actually just uh passed uh, uh or like announced that there's a mandate coming in about a month or so where that's going to be the case here as well believe it or not and as you can imagine i'm sure the uproar is similar if not worse than what you've seen in uh, quebec um you definitely get a lot of unhappy people but yeah as of i think it's october 12th 20 i, I don't know sometime in october um you're going to need to prove that you were vaccinated i don't think you need that for restaurants like just like across the board anywhere inside i don't know but i think like gyms and schools require it yeah yeah i I wish i could remember the news because it was from almost a month ago and i certainly did not bookmark it i remember Mm -hmm. seeing some sort of a thing saying that basically all of the republican states have made it more difficult to declare a state of emergency so that the next time there's a pandemic they won't be able to like restrict people from going to work yeah i'm not surprised at all I mean, you've seen in Florida um, where they like spend politi- political hours actively fighting against mask mandates in schools and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so that's it's odd. It, it's it's odd. Um, my kid, uh, he's in a, an early enough grade that um, I don't. I think that if he were any earlier, then he wouldn't have to wear a mask. But I, I think when school was starting up, we were just telling him, like, no matter what other kids are doing, you should mm-hmm. be wearing a mask. Cause, uh, but I, I guess they do end up, they hand out a, a new mask to every student every single day. Wow. Which yep. to me seems bananas. <laughs> that um, is somewhat excessive. It's That's... like you're not, whatever mask you bring from home that day, they make you switch it at the door when you're going in. Interesting. I've been to hospitals to do that. 
Yeah. But you don't go to the hospital every day. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um, our school is very, very uh, adamant about all of these things, the mask thing, the keeping them separate from each other thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like there's smaller classes and they rotate recesses and all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. I hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's effective. We actually had a minor uh, COVID scare recently. I forget if I told you that. No. Yeah. So uh, there's like a mother, um, there's like a parent group my wife goes to, and there's a mother who, I guess, um, I don't know the exact sequence of events. Her kid was sick, like sniffly. And then he tested positive, he or she actually, I don't know, um, tested positive for COVID. Mm. And so uh, my wife had gone to the mother group um, and it was just kind of like, well, it's probably okay, but you know, it's possible since we're in the same room, I guess, and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so the mother, uh, went and got a COVID test and of course everyone else in the group was supposed to. So my wife went and got one, um, then the mothers came back negative. And so, uh, it was kind of like, okay, hopefully that's okay. But what, what actually had happened, they did the, the rapid test for the, mm-hmm. the sick child. And I guess it has a lot of false positives. Cause then when they went and did the PCR test afterwards, um, they got that result that was negative. So it seems like there wasn't actually any COVID the whole time, but of course everyone's freaking out about it. So that was the closest thing to a COVID scare we've had. Yeah. 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 I haven't, uh, I mean, I, I guess I was just a little bit scared about it after my uh, international trip at the very beginning. I was just right. like, yeah. it was, it was still early enough that I didn't even know how to get a test or whatever. So mm-hmm. I was yeah. just like waiting the whole period, not in quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, wondering if I was going to exhibit any symptoms or anything. You, uh, you guys also, you traveled during the pandemic, like you went to the East coast as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were very, um, much more careful at that point, like wearing masks and sanitizing our hands and everything. And, well, I imagine you were, I'm just curious actually about like, like you had to quarantine and go through all Mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I'd, I'd kind of informed myself just by looking at the the maps of uh, uh, of the waves from I think the Spanish um, what was it called Spanish the flu? Spanish flu yeah um, so I'd kind of saw that there were waves associated with that and and part of part of what was the hardest about the pandemic for us was that we were I don't know if in retrospect whether we were just overprotective or whatnot but our kid was young enough that he didn't have to by law go to school. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, well, let's not send him to school. Let's let's keep our kid home throughout this pandemic. That'll go well um, for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, two two parents working remotely with a young child who's hyperactive and wants attention all day like that mm. that that wasn't exhausting at all. Um, uh, but. We we figured you know it's it's helpful in two ways because one it reduces the number of people at the school mm-hmm. so it makes it harder for stuff to spread but also obviously it keeps our f- entire family safer too yeah um so um but that that was absolutely brutal trying to look after him like I w- I would wake up like super early um, start my work day uh, and then basically take the whole work day to to look after him and then uh, continue to catch up on my work day in the evening before going to sleep. And it was just like, it was exhausting. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I beat a lot of video games this year. 
Make up for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like he and I played a lot of games oh, during the pandemic that. together. Yeah. Like we, we played a lot of co-op games together, mm-hmm. um, which which was great. Like in in some ways, it was a good experience because we got to bond a lot more than uh, we do now. Like like now, I take him to school because he legally has to. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, government. Um, yeah. uh, so he's he's there all day, and we pick him up, and he, we basically have dinner, and then we put him to bed. So it's like. Uh, not not a whole lot of uh, quality time with each other throughout the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 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 anyway, uh, yeah, we we saw the waves and we were having such a hard time with him that we we're like, okay, my parents in uh, the middle of nowhere have a lot of space and we could really use someone to help distract our kid. And there's no pandemic basically because it's the middle of nowhere. So let's go. And I don't know how long we're gonna go, but let's just do it. Uh, so as as there was a lull in the waves, we uh, rented a car and drove and uh, had to had to go into isolation for the first two weeks that we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we stayed there for four months. And by that point, um, I think we remembered why I moved out at, after high school. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was another lull in the pandemic, so we're like, okay, uh, well now's a perfect time to go back. Because I mean. It, honestly we left our heating on in in our apartment because you can't just leave uh the pipes freeze and stuff yeah, right? you, you can't let the pipes freeze in canadian winter so mm-hmm. uh as as we were heading into spring you can't leave the heat on all spring either mm-hmm. so uh, as there was a lull we came back and and you know quebec there was no such restriction we didn't have to go into isolation as soon as we came back um we did anyway because by that point we were a little bit more uh, caring uh, about mm-hmm. society, uh, but yeah, the, the, we've we've ordered our groceries almost exclusively since uh, since coming back. Like every wow, now yeah. and then, we'll go into one of the smaller local shops that doesn't do delivery because mm-hmm. we're we're trying to stimulate the local economy a little bit. But um, there's also way less traffic. Like if you if you consider like. Um, I don't know what the big stores are, like a, a Kroger's or something. Is, is mm-hmm. that the big American chains? Like, uh, not around here, but uh, QFC, right? I've Safeway, Safeway. Yeah, Safeway. I've heard of. Okay, yeah. but like, yeah, if if you've ever gone into a Safeway, there's way more people there than in the in the little local grocery yeah. shops. Yeah. So. Yeah, I find like we lived across from one of those little uh, grocery shops, and they're cool, but they they tend to skew. I mean. I guess politically, they're kind of like the anti-mask, just come in everybody types. Um, uh, generally, okay. as far as I can tell around here, that's what I've seen. Um, and so, you know, that's fine for those people, I guess. But uh, we we kind of, like that that option wasn't like super appealing for us, at least mm. in the ones we knew of. The, the, the ones we had, they like had bags of uh, gloves and hand oh, sanitizer yeah, and masks and stuff right next to the entrance. So, um you were able to take that stuff if you wanted before any so, such uh, mandates came into effect. Mm. Um, eventually, Montreal at least made it mandatory that you have to wear a mask when you're in stores like that. Yeah, I, re- I remember just being completely floored, and and I guess I had that switch in mentality where I went from not taking it seriously myself to like feeling as though I'm I'm the one doing everything right and nobody else is doing stuff as well as me. <laughs> yeah, I felt that from like day one. <laughs> I mean, that sounds uh, maybe like an obnoxious attitude to take yeah. <laughs> when phrased that way. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like certainly the people around me were not being nearly as careful. Like I remember 
and this goes back to like being worried about being immunocompromised and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was like, especially uh, mega careful uh, in those early months. Not, not, not that I, I have not done that so much, but just like, I guess, like actively at night worrying about it level of concern um, has kind of died down since yeah. I've gotten used to this life. Yeah, probably, you know, when I, I guess it was like November last year is when I, I made my trip to my parents. And at that point I was still, I was like extra vigilant. Like mm-hmm. I, I was kind of taking it seriously in Montreal, like ordering groceries and washing groceries and always wearing the mask and stuff. And then we did the, the, the like two day road trip and it's suddenly mm-hmm. like, okay, every single time I touch, uh, you know, the gas nozzles or anything, I, I have to be making sure I'm, I'm sterilizing my hands and stuff afterwards. Cause it's like, I'm traveling, Mm-hmm. there's i'm in contact with a ton of other people that are traveling this is how it spreads mm-hmm. um and then i i show up in, in prince edward I, uh, in prince edward island um and the the pandemic is basically non-existent there so nobody there is like like they're still all having big family get-togethers and everything and i was <laughs> yeah. just like like my parents would wear into another sh- world well it's like my parents would wear their shoes in the house and I'm just like, oh, people Whoa. still do that. Apparently they never did that the whole time I was growing up. So that was just like, you know, <laughs> they're taking it easier during the pandemic. That, that, that was shocking for me seeing them do that. But then I'm just like, because there's a pandemic, I was like, what are you doing? We, we have a kid here who sits on the floor all day and you're dragging stuff potentially all through the house. Like, yeah, what are you I'm, thinking? Pandemic or not? I, I don't know. I kind of, that's always been a weird one for me, but yeah. Yeah. So, so I became like probably over the top vigilant there. Like, um, I, you know, I have family who still insists on going to church and stuff during the, the pandemic. And I was just like, you guys are crazy. I want no contact with you at all because you weren't, if there's going to be any spread, it's going to be through you, <laughs> yeah. which, which is, which was bananas. Cause there literally were like, no, there were literally zero cases on the entirety of the province at that point. Mm-hmm. How's it been since actually? Um, they're at the worst they've ever been right now. I think mm. they had something like 18 cases last week. <laughs> There's uh, like 18 cases on any given block here. Probably. Yeah. Daily. Yeah. Like I, I, there's been no, more cases in my neighborhood here in Montreal than there have been the, through the entirety of the pandemic in Prince Edward yeah. Island. So, um, uh, it's, it's, it, it was, weird because i i definitely felt like i was overreacting while i was there yeah they've had a total of 294 cases on the island yeah Um, well i mean but but for for i mean going from like the canadian epicenter to somewhere else it felt like i needed to be cautious and then i don't know when i came back i i have kind of relaxed i almost never look at the news or whatever i'm i'm just like okay well we're in this and it's gonna go until it's gonna go so i'm just gonna keep up my good habits and and not stress about it i've basically taken the same attitude um i think i think like when when there's some life change or something like my kids starting school again it was like okay well let's look over what we need to do if there's ever any covid mm-hmm. scare let's let's think about protocols again etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing but yeah. um outside of that yeah i don't i mean i don't know like actively worrying about it is not going to accomplish anything right um, yeah. And so I've been pretty, uh, I've just kind of made do with it. Um, I mean, we moved during the pandemic, which was crazy too. <laughs> but um, uh, where we were living when the pandemic started was like kind of a more densely populated area, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we moved to an area that's more like 
I mean, it's interesting because it's, it's, I guess it's like, I compare it to downtown Vancouver. So in a sense, it's densely populated, but like you have these wide streets and you can kind of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, easily avoid people outside. And I think it's, it's kind of an area that's a little more, I don't know, left leaning, if you will. And so like, it's just, it's just easier out here to like, kind of feel reassured. Whereas where I was living, it's like these tight, tight, tiny street corners, people would be jogging past you, of course, no mask or anything all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was awful. So, I mean, I don't know, things have gotten better, which has been nice. Have you, uh, I guess I'm, I'm curious if you've like, I'm trying to think of like, do you, do you have any coping mechanisms or like, what, what are you doing in the pandemic to make things better for you? Um, I mean, in some ways, nothing different. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. If you haven't felt the need, I mean, I mean, I've always enjoyed Netflix and video <laughs> games. Uh, so now uh, that's basically it. Um, I like I'm, I'm doing fewer things. I'm, I haven't gone to a movie theater. Um, yeah, yeah. We never eat out at restaurants. Um, it's it's been harder with the kid because he's really active and he he has this habit that he's formed that I guess is normal but he sniffs his hands a lot sniffs his hands interesting uh, like like I don't know lots of kids will like suck on a thumb or, or yeah, yeah, they have yeah. some sort of little um, thing thing that they do to comfort themselves and, and everyone grows out of it or most people grow out of it Um but uh, for whatever reason, he sniffs his hands. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not taking you to a park as long as you're sniffing your hands because this is suicide. <laughs> like, uh, so, you know, we've uh, we've done a lot more stuff like crafting with perler beads and uh, mm. drawing and baking and uh, stuff that you can do in the house. Uh, yeah. We played a lot of video games. Um, yeah. Uh, sounds sounds kind of nice actually <laughs> well it's it's weird because i've always had social anxiety mm. um and it's always been a stressful thing for me going to movie theaters and stuff and i've never really understood it that well until more recent years where i'm kind of able to identify that it's a recurring pattern mm-hmm. um so it it's in some ways been really nice for me not having to go and socialize with people <laughs> that's interesting but but in other ways i have like noticed that when i do it feels even more awkward than it used to so Mm. i'm i'm like acknowledging that like uh you know i i i need to get back into the habit of feeling comfortable around people again like i'm I'm looking forward to going back to doing some rock climbing at a gym or something yeah yeah uh i mean i I probably like the way you describe it. I don't have that level of, of social anxiety, but I have a little bit of that, I would say. Um, and so it's, it's comforting to stay at home in a way, but I, I've always enjoyed the ha- the, the hobbies I do, but I enjoy doing them socially. Mm-hmm. So like, I enjoy getting a bunch of people in a room and playing certain video games that are very kind of like social in nature. And, mm-hmm. and like, I enjoy watching Netflix with people. So like to, for your two examples there, but like, that I guess has been the biggest effect for me has been like, I do a lot of the same things, but I don't know. I kind of miss the social aspect actually, mm. um, which is a bummer. I'm, I'm, I'm weird in that, you know, this, uh, this particular episode, we didn't have, I didn't have any notes or anything of what we were going to talk about. Um, so I'm, I'm good at being spontaneous with certain activities and yet I hate, uh, not planning things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like the fact that we do this on kind of a regular basis makes this like uh, a, a really uh, fun experience for me. Whereas like if people invited me to a party or something and they're like, oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm having a get together. Why don't you come? I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I need more than a day's notice to mentally prepare for this. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm so totally like that. I'm so totally like that. Anything that like messes up my routine, it needs to yeah. be way ahead or I'm like, I'm like sweating about it. And it's like my routine is nothing, right? It's like my, <laughs> <Yeah>. my <laughs> like my plan would be like, okay, I was I was going to play a little bit of Mario Brothers <laughs> or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> well, that's it, right? It's like you can go, but you just need to uh, mentally um, account for that. I guess for yeah. me, yeah, I always like, I'm the same, but I, I would still like, like I planned out my next day at the very least. And it was always mm-hmm. dumb things. Like I'm going to whatever, like study this for an hour and play this game for an hour. But yeah. like from in my mind, it was so set in stone. That that's what I was going to do. That any like, if someone for someone to come and flip that over was like, yeah, just just this weird, uh, jarring thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 that's what it was like for me. Like where I say I have kind of social anxiety and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. I I feel like largely it was that component that bothered me in the past. But I I realized that like, like I, I was never uh, a fan of going to like the school dances or um, mm-hmm. or holiday office parties and stuff like there's something about being in large groups of people and having to socialize um like my hearing isn't particularly good so i feel like i can never hear people properly uh and then i get distracted by like basically trying to take in every conversation around me instead of just the one that i'm supposed to be paying attention to <laughs> that it's like i don't know i i have always had uh, difficulty in those environments and for some reason you layer in the fact that like people are wearing their uh, noses poking out of their masks and stuff in the grocery store. And now it's just like, uh, I don't want to be here. I'll just stay home. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. I hear that. I hear that. But no, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's a, a very weird thing. Like that. It just kind of all feels normal now. And I don't know. Um, like going way back to, to the company that had tried to hire me, it's like after the interview and all the borders are shutting down and everything, it's like it felt like it, everything had gone well and that maybe I would work there. But then the immediate response was like, well, we're going to have to see how things go now because our borders are shut and we can't hire anyone. Yeah. Uh, to like a week or two later, they're like, we realized that all of us are now working remotely. Uh, we would be interested in hiring you to work remotely too. And uh I mean, obviously, uh, I made decisions not to go with that, but it's it's weird how people's sense yeah. of what's normal can shift and like that whole working remotely thing. Maybe that's going to be kind of normalized now and people will get to do it. I've always wondered, yeah. I, I mean, they're talking about how like tech companies constantly talk about how it's normalized now, but I think like there's many, many jobs that are going to be much harder to do, right? And then mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things. Um, it's interesting too because it's like a a good bad thing right like you lose a little too right like a, a good example yeah. I, I travel a lot for work mm-hmm. which some people might hate but for me it was a neat opportunity to go to places i probably wouldn't have gone like tel aviv or like you know I, yeah. maybe i would have gone to london just for fun or something i don't know but like to go there regularly you kind of get to know the town and stuff right yeah um it's it's kind of like for people like us who enjoy moving yeah. that's kind of like the perk that when you no longer get to move uh, keeps us sane yeah <laughs> that's it yeah yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, when slash if the whole pandemic thing ever lifts, just kind of like what the world will be like. Yeah. Well, if we're not careful, this is going to end up being one of our longest podcasts. Uh, All right. We should we should wrap this up pretty soon. Have you had a chance to play anything recently? 
I've been dabbling, dabbling a lot. Like I haven't sat down to commit myself to any game, but mm-hmm. um, I've been kind of just playing really just like Sega games just because I set up the Genesis for the first time right. so, 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 so long. <laughs> um, there's, there's, like... there's a real barrier to entry with consoles and stuff, right? It's like, it's not fun yeah, to have sucks. to hook stuff up and, and find all the stuff just to play it. So yeah, that it sucks <laughs> when it's there, it's enticing. Totally, totally. Um, so we've been dabbling a little in that. We uh, played a little more Mario Galaxy 2, just the special zones. We're, I'm, I've just been, I keep telling the kids we're going to play Mario uh, Odyssey, but um, I need to actually, sp- speaking of barrier to entry, I need to set up my Switch. <laughs> so um, like obviously we could play it handheld, but I'd rather, I think it'd be more fun for the kids to play it on the TV. So yeah, need to Mar- take... Mario Odyssey is not nearly as fun handheld. as Well, most I've I don't know about you I've been playing virtually all my switch playing has been um just handheld and so like yeah. I was talking to our other colleague who was like I can't believe you do that like for Mario Maker like wow and I, I actually have never played it on the TV so um hmm. oh I've actually been playing a little Mario Maker which is not really noteworthy I guess just again dabbling playing some random levels I, I played the majority of it uh on the TV I played through I think a lot of Breath of the Wild handheld and I played yeah. through um all of um Phoenix Wright handheld right which which that was a handheld to begin with anyway like you're not missing out on anything yeah um but yeah there's there's a mario odyssey in particular uh uses the the motion controls of the the joy cons a lot Mm -hmm. yeah important important for sure yeah i will uh uh eventually set it up (laughs) just (laughs) dragging my heels what about you um i in 2015 uh backed a kickstarter for a game called wildfire ah yes and uh six years later i finally played it and beat it and loved it that's that's going on it went on my list of favorite games of all time cool so uh uh, i highly recommend it it's it's a a a pretty unique game And, and i remember at the time i think in like 2012 or 11 or something playing like mark of the ninja mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and there was like this idea of like can stealth games be in 2d and and be fun but i feel like this is a this is a stealth game that is really well done it's 2d and uh i, I highly recommend it it does sound up my alley definitely for i i'd, I'd be curious to to know what you think of it like you and i and uh third person we we did a, a podcast with him way back in the day thomas um, right yeah which which that episode uh, up until now has been our longest episode um but we we had dabbled during the pandemic with a, a small little nintendo game and i feel like the the what we had started with that would fit very perfectly uh taking uh, some some of the features from this game some inspiration cool well uh i will look into it all right well it sounds like that's the end of our episode (laughs) (laughs) all right all right well go hang out with your family uh i'm gonna contemplate either going back to bed or doing something here cleaning some groceries (sighs) yeah yeah okay mask shopping all right all right man yeah see ya